We are back to the War Report radio series. Thank you guys for tuning in, logging on. I'm your gracious host, Jared Adams. Uh, we ain't going to waste too much time today. I know I dropped the uh, Against the Spread podcast yesterday, and it's only right, you know what I mean? I'm getting so many requests, like, when is my interview dropping, that we're going to pretty much release the interviews out of the War Report vault. And once these are out, you know what I mean, uh, we're going to get pretty much get rid of the War Report vault. Like, it's, it's no longer going to exist. I'm no longer going to hoard interviews. I'm just going to put them out as soon as I do them as opposed to, you know what I mean, game planning and, you know what I mean, holding them hostage, you know what I mean, because some of these interviews are done months before you guys hear them. I actually want to start getting these interviews out in a more modern style, which is more of as soon as we record them, they're going to be put out. And edited as far as the video component pretty much and ready to go pretty much the next day after we record them. So, um, just been getting a lot of requests as far as just winter interviews dropping. Um, I appreciate you guys for your patience. Uh, with that being said, I'm going to drop my first ATL Atlanta interview. Uh, it took me so long to find a studio just to host guys. So, that was like a big component on why um, some of the interviews took so long to drop is like, when I moved to Atlanta to work for NBA TV, as you may know, you know, I just, I left the home studio back home in Newark, New Jersey. So it took me a while to like get on my feet and like really find a new spot that I could bring people to and interview them and have that call it, ha- and call it my Atlanta studio. So pretty much you're, you're, you're starting to see the uh, seeds of my, you know what I mean, planting come into fruition. So this is that. This is the Blissy inter, uh, Entertainer interview. I met him through. Um, he was on his way to an interview actually with Pimp and Ken when I met Blissy Entertainer. Um, he's from Jacksonville, Florida. Moved to Atlanta for like he's been in Atlanta for like so many years. So he's he's an ATL veteran. He probably got some great insight on what's it like living out here and just coming up as an artist and as a uh, engineer and just overall entertainer. So shout out to Bliss Entertainer. He's been hella patient with me as far as getting this interview out. He's like, when is it dropping? So many people are like, when is it dropping? As soon as I finish the interview. So this week is sort of like a media blitz. This week is going to be like a media blitz. I'm going to just release all the interviews that I have. It's about four or five left that are just in the War Report vault right now. I'm going to release all those this week and just stay consistent on that. Be on the lookout for the Against the Spread podcast. Be on the lookout for when NBA season starts, the uh, NBA League Pass podcast. But this is the Blissy Entertainer interview. Be on the lookout for um, just a lot of interviews dropping really, really soon, guys. Thank you guys for staying patient with me. Make sure you guys follow me on Twitter at War Report Radio. Make sure you guys follow me on Instagram, War underscore Report underscore Radio. I'm Jared Adams, man. Peace. And we back, man. We are live, man. Now we are live here with Blissy Entertainer. He came through, man. Uh, I appreciate you coming through, first and foremost, man. Uh, we are back on the War Report podcast, War Report radio series on iTunes podcast section. Uh, I'm your gracious host, Jared Adams, if y'all don't know. This is Blissy Entertainer, man. We met a happy, while y'all. back, man. We met a while back, so... I said this is going to happen, right? I said we're going to get the studio <laughs> it's together, blessing, man. It's a blessing. We're going to get the studio together, and uh, we're going to get Blissy Entertainer to come through and, and, and do a spot for us for, for, for Warport. So just break it down, man. 
um for those who don't know you on my platform like who are you what do you do you know what i'm saying why how'd you get your name and all that where okay. you from i'm from jacksonville florida uh i've been in atlanta since 2006 uh i've been producing rapping i was a rapper first then i ended up engineering because the guy in my group um fla um he was an artist too so i had to record him when he would go in the booth because mm-hmm. it was four people in the group um what was the group called fla frontline alliance okay uh I'm what year what year are we going back to right now we dropped that album in 2003 yeah with big cat records uh mm-hmm. we came down here from jacksonville and got them to market i mean manufacture the cds and get the five by fours and the posters and that was the same time Gucci Man had left uh, Big Cat Records, mm-hmm. but they were still helping other artists yeah. with any kind of service. Yo, okay, so you get here from Jacksonville, Florida, um, Big Cat Records. I didn't actually know that that you were you were um, like signed to a group, Big Cat Records, and all that. Oh, I wasn't signed. Oh, you you wasn't signed. They were just kind of helping you guys out yeah, as far we came as came for a service. We needed our CDs mm-hmm. packaged and marketing. I mean, packaged. We got the website together, everything. I was like. I was the youngest one in the group, mm-hmm. but I put the group together. So yeah, okay. Now flash forward to now, are you more on the engineering side or are you more on the producer side? Uh, when it comes to engineering, I say I'm more on my engineer side because everybody comes to me and gets me to mostly mix or master their music mm-hmm. or record them, and, and they probably go get it mixed and mastered somewhere else, or they get it mastered from me. Mm-hmm. But um. I'm kind of trying to be hands on on both of them, but I give I give the engineer 75 and producing 50. But I made a beat like last night, and I mm-hmm. made one today. So I'm yeah, trying to so, stay into it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So uh, how often do you record your own songs? Do you think out of the time that you are in the studio, like break it down in the percentages? Like, if, are how often are you engineering? How often are you producing? How often are you how often are you uh, making your own songs? Okay, uh, I'm making my own songs. Uh, I would say 75% of the time um, I'm engineering somebody else's session or my session. I'm engineering my sessions all the time unless somebody just wants us, hey, man, we got your blitz, man. We see your vision, mm-hmm. and we know what buttons you want, me, want us to hit. But uh, I've been trying to... Sp- it's kind of hard. You cannot spread yourself thin. Uh, I talked to a label um, recently, and they said, hey, man, we want to get you and get you to do what you do the best. Mm-hmm. Don't spread yourself thin. We just want you to worry about your lyrics and your raps and singing. Yeah. Because we're going to sing you a bunch of beats. We're gonna- yeah. <laughs> so... If Dr. Dre sent me a beat today, I would have to say, okay, let me see what Dre's talking about mm-hmm. with this track and go and go my best at lyrics. Yeah. So I've been trying to give it all 100%. Okay, man. Can, okay. Okay, facts, man. Um, So you've been in Atlanta for a, a good minute now. Is there any uh, part of Atlanta that you rep the most, like east side, west side, or are you kind of all over the map? Uh, I rep the west side, uh, Atlanta, Bankhead, um, Zone 1. Uh, I've been just doing some work on the east side, and it's it's a lot of love over there. But when I came from Jacksonville, Florida, mm-hmm. I uh, actually didn't know anybody, and somebody told me, "Hey, man, you're gonna have to 
get you a job before you come here or, or find you a job fast because if you don't know nobody, you're just not going to end up at somebody's doorstep. Yeah. So I ended up working with the franchise boys, mm-hmm. manager who signed, who helped them get signed. And my home boy that I met told me, if you uh, can deal with him, then um, you can stay because we need an engineer yeah. and somebody to make beats and record Parlay or J Money or... Um, now this is the what, what year is this for the, the This is 2006 the, the year. Okay <laughs> This is like the year Like they really Party came one. up Or like what year What, this, year, what the, year is this for The franchise boys You think This the, this was the year A party like a rock star okay. Shop boys year Okay When they had that hit And everybody Made Had uh, Mohawks Chains With mm-hmm. their lighter on them the whole part of like a rock star situation and I came in Atlanta and once I met the manager they wanted a rock star track so I produced We Rock and it's on um, YouTube now Daz shot the video from the dog pound mm-hmm. and when I seen Daz with the camera I was like bro you a legend bro Yeah, I feel I'm amazed to be able to be in your presence right now and you shoot my video Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, so Atlanta is one of those cities uh, that you you just talked about, right? Where um, you're dealing with celebrities a little bit more often than when you're not from here, or you just never lived here. You know what I'm saying? Like you just are running into folks, either running into celebrities all the de- all day, or like you know what I'm saying. How could I best phrase it? Like what's what, what's it like for you? You know what I'm saying? Meeting some people that you may have may uh, may have idolized growing up, or like somebody that you fuck with. Um, what's it like being on the opposite end of that? You know what I'm saying, and and just being able to live here. Oh uh, man, it's great to be here in Atlanta. This is Black Hollywood. Don't even get it confused. It's saturated, full of artists. Mm-hmm. But if you're a shining star, you will be seen. Yeah. By artists. Like I was um, in Jacksonville before I came here, and um, I got signed up to a show. And Pastor Troy was one of the main artists. Mm-hmm. And then I came to Atlanta, and while I Pastor Troy is right there, and I'm like, what's up, Troy? You remember, he might have didn't remember me. Yeah. But it's a small world when you get here because if you're about your business, you're going to be seen. Mm-hmm. If you're not, you're not going to be in a no zone. You're not going to be around the gatekeepers. Yeah. You're not going to be around the people who can change your life with the music. So, um yeah, when I met Young Dro at Club Crucial on Bankhead, and um, all the way to now when he put me on the road mm-hmm. after he had car and got no roof, yeah, when he had that that run. It was amazing because yeah. he seen me from an engineer and a guy who made beats, and we just smoked a couple blunts until the next minute. Uh, Blitz, man, I remember you from. Back in the day, yeah, you you never crossed me. You still doing music. My whole entourage, a couple of people did music in this entourage, but yeah. I was the one like I'm next. Can I play my CD next? Can yeah, and that's a great great feeling because they see what you're doing. Don't mm-hmm. don't don't think nobody's seeing what you're doing. So I I I I thank God that they got artists out here like Dro and um. Uh, Raheem the Dream, Kilo Ali, Parlay, because they are real artists and they will still look out for you. Okay, man. Is there any artists uh, specifically that like 
um, you may have met that you want to collab with, you think? Or, like, how does that work out with collaborations? Uh, sometimes, is it, is it funny? Do, do artists act funny out here? Or, like, what in your experience, you know what I'm saying, just working out here? Because you've been out here for what, like, I wanted to get into, like, the different eras, you would say, uh, like, has happened out here. So, like, just bring it, bring it back from, like, the very, very beginning of, like, I bet I'm out here. I don't know anybody, but I'm kind of just... Yeah, working, 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 networking, networking here. Like, when did you feel like you finally got your big break? You think? I felt like my big break is when I met the West Side Inc. the the group mm-hmm. that my CEO Big Tay and um Baby Sweet. When I met them at Hard Nard, they what year was this though? This was two thousand. This was the house when I was saying it's cool if you stay here as long as you can get along with Big Boy. Okay, and yeah, Big yeah, Boy yeah. was the franchise boys manager mm-hmm. and he needed an engineer but you know you can hang yourself so yeah. <laughs> they probably had a lot of people saying they do this do that but do you do it do, do you do it like it's a lib lifestyle yeah and yeah, i yeah. did it for a lifestyle i sleep i fall asleep in front of the computer and be like all right y'all go to the club or all right bliss we're gonna see you later okay <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm in front of all this equipment But my big break was that uh, When I met Kaya uh, My sister Kaya um, At Club Crucial In the parking lot I just was hearing so many people like Bad mouthing her And then when I met her and she told me um, Why she didn't actually write new lyrics For that TV show That they kind of like banned her on Or they had her on mm-hmm. It's because she sung lyrics that were already copyrighted Written so so when you do that, if I saw one of my songs right now on this show, I'm getting paid twice. I mean, if I got paid to get on this show, if I or they detected my music in this broadcast. So she thought smart, but the TV show was gonna own her stuff. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, Kaya Kilo Ali producing his project, mm-hmm. Kaya's project. The blessings keep on coming in from Dro when I met T.I. Mm-hmm. I keep on meeting T.I. Uh, I want to do some, I definitely want to do some music with Future. Mm-hmm. I met Andre 3000. Definitely want to do something with him. Uh, CeeLo, when I met him, it was it was great. Yeah. <laughs> and um, definitely, um, guy the first the first famous guy house I went to when I first got here Keith Sweat Keith Sweat interesting you say that the only time I seen uh, Keith Sweat was uh, in Follies and this was years ago like this is uh, maybe like three four years back when I was just visiting Atlanta I went my boy Mike Howes we like we doing this whole it was, it was like when the Democratic uh, convention came out here like two Two three years back or something like that, so we just decided to go to Follies one night, and then it's like, what the? F- it's like, yeah, what the fuck? Keep sweaters here. Now you gotta think about it. Like you, you from Jersey, you don't really. I didn't even know where the fuck I was at as far as uh, geographically in Atlanta. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But I walk in there, and it's like they made us. They made us pay thirty, even though it was about to close. I thought I'm sweat was. In there. Yeah, but Keith sweat was in there, and it's like what Singing. the. F- no, 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 not singing, but just like, <laughs> just in in the VIP, and it's like, what the, oh, f- no, no. and it's like, what the fuck is Keith Sweat doing in here? In this but now that was like a big surprise to me, as far as like, damn, like this shit a little different out here. Yeah, Keith is cool as hell. Uh, when I got in his mansion at his house and seen his maid, I was like, damn, is this the model? This your wife? No, that's my maid. 
Like, damn. Keith was smoking a big ass cigar as soon as I walked in there. I'm like, damn, Keith, don't you sing? It was like, I really, I didn't even address him mm-hmm. for smoking, but he's cool as hell. He was like, hey man, I like y'all project. I'm mm-hmm. a, when I was in a group, and he was like, I'm gonna give y'all CD to Greg Street. And I was like, Who is Greg Street? You're yeah, Keith Sweat. Yeah, mean Street Studios. But Greg Street, you know who Greg Street is if you're from Atlanta. So, I can tell you all types of stories. Yeah, yeah. As far as what? As far, do you feel like the studios out here, like always in the cut somewhere? Like you gotta know somebody to know somebody to where they even um, are at? Because it's hard to kind of penetrate from the outside looking in. Of course, it's kind of hard to penetrate the music uh, studio scene circle where everyone is at. You know what I'm saying? You got Doppler. That's where a lot of uh, what is that? That's where a lot of Atlantic Records artists are recording at Doppler. But where are where are these spots? Like if you uh, if from I, the street from the street, if you just you could walk past it and miss it, or because I, I find this should be in the cut somewhere. Now I'm gonna tell you one studio that I or two studios that I definitely work out of, or three, uh, Patchwork on um, Northside Drive. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got uh, the Migo Studio on the Northside Drive. I mean, everybody's not allowed to go there. Um, but it's hard to find though, right? Oh yeah, they hide it. Yeah, it's, it's like it's they hit, purposely it's hide like it. Right by a warehouse or some shit, like okay. or a guitar store behind it or something. Like the 808 Mafia Studio is like around a corner in a little cut, like. But it's just a bunch of 808 Mafia producers, mm-hmm. and they're in there and they're going to only invite. They only they ain't a non-stop, and if you're not invited, you never get the address. And you'll be lucky just to do a session in there because they want you to rap on their beat, or you got a budget, and they know he's going to buy a bunch of beats. So let's get them in here. Yeah, like, it's all like I've been hearing artists saying, "Hey man, I can probably book some and at a big studio and get some attention, and other artists will come in." Future and them don't care if. If if they recording, best believe they got Rick Ross coming in their shit. They got everybody coming in their. They are not thinking about coming in your session. It'd be a blessing for them to walk past and be like, "Bro, what is you working on in here? Can we be a part of it?" Mm-hmm. So yeah, if studios in Atlanta be ducked off, but some of them are in your house. I got a home studio. Mm-hmm. So okay, man. Yeah, I, that's one thing I definitely wanted to ask you. Is just like. I haven't even penetrated those circles yet. I feel like, you know what I'm saying? Even though I've been out here for, what, 11 months? Am I, am I moving too slow? I'm, I don't know. It's for the looks. It's for the looks. Since they made the little eyeball, the little blue eyeball, little Sacconi, whatever, microphone, mm-hmm. you can record in a hotel like Plies did with the song called uh, Ran Off on the Plug. Mm-hmm. You know, I listen to Plies. I'm from Duval, from Jacksonville, Florida. And um, if you seen him in the Rich Carton, Actually recording vocals He probably was I, I don't think he recorded But if you have a right microphone I'm an engineer yeah. I can have your shit quality clear The engineer at Patchwork Would have to say Was that was That wasn't recorded here Yeah book you some time Record that over When it sounds great The people are gonna give you An award If the song's a hit Like some people 
Outkast used to record in a bathroom, so I'm gonna just leave it like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of their songs Migos were recorded used to in the record in a, a damn basement or something. Where they mixed it yeah. is a different place. Where they take your session and put it on their hard drive mm-hmm. and pay four, five hours or eight hours to get that thing right and put a person like me in there to do it. Mm-hmm. It don't matter where you recorded it, as long as you ain't got it distorted and it's in the green. Yeah. So you. Th- there's been spots where basically somebody is doing their own home production and your what your job could be is like take it to the mothership. Yeah, you you <laughs> that's what you call it as far as just doing patchwork on it. How'd you learn how to do engineering? Was it just you just kinda learned on the job or how how'd you do it? I learned engineering by being in a group and it was four of us and I watched my lead uh one of our, one of the leaders in my group, mm-hmm. and I watched him um, record all of us. I watched him put the plugins on. I watched what he did, and I just wanted everybody on the same volume. I just yeah, like, I, I I heard. Did you so you kind of it kind of came natural to you? Yeah, and I mean that was the start of it. When mm-hmm. I got to be able to engineer at Bob Studio, that took me to another level. Yeah, when I met Mercy in the Bluff Futures producer. And how he makes beats with Pro Tubes took me to another level. Yeah. Of recording everything. But when I when Dro, when I was on the road with Dro, when the car ain't got no roof, and we stopped by B.O.B. studio on the east side. And um his the intern hiring lady was like, We need an engineer or we need some couple uh interns or whatever and I was like, Okay, I could do it. Uh it was like blitz is for the like we got, we got blitz right there. He can start whenever. I yeah. was like, "Shit, I can start tomorrow." I went back in there and they they showed me their template, and the template is is a Grammy winning template yeah. made by FKI. So it, I don't know what that means. So FKI. you may have to put me on. Yeah, you got to put me on that. He won a Grammy. Okay. And he left his template. In, okay. In the studio. So yeah. On that same template. Nice. <laughs> Unless you don't want to. <laughs> Yeah, but your shit gonna sound like a hit as soon as you say yeah, woo. <laughs> <laughs> you better have a hot beat though. Yeah, it's your mix <laughs> wonders. Yeah, it's crazy. Okay, so I got another question for you. Do you feel that uh, like Atlanta now is kind of gravitating and pushing younger artists out there, or like do you do, do you think that's kind of just more natural that uh? Younger artists say like uh, Lil Keed or Lil Goddard or somebody like that, maybe getting that push or you know what I'm saying, they kind of get to get uh, first dibs of like what the city is sounding like or what the the sound is changing to like. How do you feel about that? Being uh, somebody that's been here for for a good minute. Younger yeah, artists. I I feel like I feel like the music industry is pushing the Lil Nas, they're pushing the Uzi verse, they're pushing the. The 19 year old uh, Little Yachty's But you got people like me Who've been out Since Tupac was alive Yeah uh, who, Who've been out since E-40 And Spice One was out Yeah And DJ Quick And 8-Ball And Method Man And Rakim And who can pick up this sauce that's, that Or this drip or whatever And progress it to 2020 And 24 All the way I don't know. I'm going to ride the wave. I got my own wave. So, yeah, they get first dibs, but they better watch out for me. That's all okay. I 
Okay, okay. So say, with with saying that, like define art, define success in, in your current state right now. Like what what is success to you as far as um, your music career is concerned? Like what's the big next step for you in your career? You feel me? Like how do you define it? You know what I'm saying? Like what what would mean huge success for you? Like big like a big ass hit or okay. a million success views? Would be, success for me would be. Me performing at Coachella, me being on every radio station in Atlanta, me getting my position that I need to be in in Jacksonville, Florida, because I'm one of the hottest rappers from Jacksonville, Florida. And I can still name all the rest of them because I ain't conceited, but I don't really hear y'all out there. Uh, uh, It's a lot of people from Texas and Atlanta working, and it's a lot of women artists working. So, uh, yeah, I, I would feel like I need to be acknowledged the right way. Mm-hmm. And once I get my full acknowledgement and get the two two houses and a couple cars and make sure my, my, my kid is right and be able to sign another artist, that's when I'd be able to say, hey, man. I'm, I'm I, I did all I could do. <laughs> I, I've done all I could do in this, in this I'm game. I'm still keep dropping albums. Okay. I feel what you're saying. So, um... Like, uh, like, how many radio stations is it out here? You know what I'm saying? I listen to 94.5. You know what I'm saying? They got, obviously, another one that just did the birthday bash. Whole circuit. So, that's two right there. How many other hip-hop stations do they have in Atlanta? The stations that I I really want to be on, shoot, I say 94.5 with with uh, with little, little Bankhead. Definitely trying to get Bankhead to play me. He know me. But it's kind of hard when you got people giving you payola, people who paying you to play them, you know, because this is what I do for a living. Mm-hmm. And um, So, hold on, hold on. So, out here, people definitely pay the radio stations to play their record, you know what I'm saying, up north. Oh, yeah. You, yeah, I mean? you, you get cheat. a lot of flack for that, honestly. Yeah, you can cheat. You can, you can cheat and get... get you can get you can cheat and get past the line. You ain't got to stand in line. As long as you got a big dog who's going to put some money behind you, put a bag behind you, you can damn near skip over the headline and and the DJ will be looking crazy and the promoter will be like, this Lakeed night, what the hell is you doing? Man, but you better give them their money back. Because, mm-hmm. hey, man, you know, because you might be stepping on the the – the person's toes who's opening up for Lil' Keed and they're probably part of the entourage but you'll never know because you got the money but like you should be the headliner yeah I'm, I'm talking about specifically radio because like say back in Jersey we got Hot 97 Power 105 that's like the whole Charlemagne the God shit you yeah. feel me that's up there and you got Hot 97 which is like the main staple that's been there since Biggie Tupac and shit like that right but Getting your song played on the radio is a big deal back home. There's so many yeah. fucking artists saturated in that New York City, New Jersey era that like people look at that as success, even though it may not really be, it's who be you success know. to another person. <laughs> Out here, you think it's just who you know and it's, in, in the back behind the artist. It's the hot, hot, hot production. It's your entourage. It's the program director at the station. It's the DJ at the club. If you don't have all of them in your circle, your song's not going to pop. You're wasting money because they they're gonna have to they're gonna have to love the record, and it's gonna have to gravitate with no money, or 
or it's just gonna have to uh, be a paid situation. You believe in that project, like it's, it's a Kanye West situation. Kanye West went to the label, they wouldn't sign him, but the same beats that he helped Jay Z with, they down there, they brought the contract back. Yeah, it's like you don't know what this these artists are bringing out and. You're gonna charge them to hide to play their play their music, then the next minute they blow up. They ain't gotta come to your club. They don't have to get you to play their music. They can just go to Coachella. They can just go where the people who did look out for them. So I hope y'all look out for me. That's all I know. Cause I come do do your mom and pop little shows because you looked out for me as this stage that I'm in. But you ain't acknowledging me. I won't acknowledge you. Okay, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. So, um, just break it down. Man. Break it down. Like in in this day and age, Atlanta 2019. I think I have a hit record, right? What's the next step? Like, who am I hitting up first? How do I get the song played? What strip clubs do I gotta go to 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 get my to perform? To get my song out there in the streets? Definitely like, gotta go. Who to you gotta play. hit up? Okay, if you gotta hit. You need to hit up Greg Street. You need to hit up Bankhead. You need to have your budget. You How much is the budget for a hit record? $60,000. $60,000 for one song to get on? They will keep on playing Jay-Z and Lil Wayne and Future. They ain't got to play you. Yeah. They don't have to play you. They can play Rick Ross. They can play everybody. They can play Lil Nas until their thumbs break. Yeah. For these kids with the hotel, Old Town Road, they they can play Beyonce all day. Yeah. You know how Jay Z will have a whole Jay Z day. He put that stack down. Hey man, I know I paid y'all last year, but I'm gonna pay y'all again. Why, why you keep paying us? Cause when I leave, y'all need mm-hmm. to keep this going. Yeah. Type of shit. It's that simple. Cause it's a king in Atlanta. Not saying. Uh, uh, what do you mean by that, though? It's when I say a king in Atlanta. It's it's okay. It's a king in New York with the music business in the music business, and he ain't got to pay nobody to play his record. That shit gonna play every damn ten to twenty minutes. It's it's a king, a queen in the music business too. She's getting played all the time. Carla B. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, the crown. They keep passing the crown to the next artist, but like. Future is a big artist here. Like he he can have his shit played back to back, but I don't think it's a money situation where he have to pay somebody to play his. Yeah, he's out of So depending here. on who you are, is depending depends on your budget. Yeah, depending on how long they gonna play it. <laughs> they can. Yeah. Okay. What about songs that are just fringe hits, but then you throw Future on it, or it's a fringe hit and then you throw Little Baby on it. You damn near done lost the song as an artist because you got to get somebody like Charlemagne or or the guy at the Breakfast Club to to vouch the record and put it on their tape and buy it from the artist. So the artist damn near has to pass the baton type of situation. With to the bigger artist, you think? Is that what you mean? Like because they're gonna buy it out. They're gonna. Uh, what's the guy's name who uh, works at the Breakfast Club? Uh, DJ Envy. Envy. He bought what's the name song? Um, the the Ray Deshaun song. 
the Raiders song. Yeah, and what put, song was this? He put Fabulous on it. He put everybody on it. Once you do a movement like that, you don't paid, you don't paid for the features, paid for all of that. Like it's out of the artist's hand. It's like this is gonna help you get in a exposure, better, better so position. They give up the record for exposure purposes. I don't know. If they he don't gave make up as much record, money on the back end. I don't know if he gave up the Raider Sean gave up the record, but I'm thinking that he probably. Uh, the the, the the second um registration definitely envy has fifty percent or a nice percentage of that. Okay. Once you pass your record to Cali and he put Justin Bieber on it, you didn't you didn't pay that budget to get Justin on there. Yeah. So he's gonna get his I'm so confused right now. <laughs> yeah, they're they gonna get it's, it's, they gonna get, a lot that goes get, into it. They're gonna recoup. Like you're speaking music industry one on one and I haven't really jumped they off the get fence. Their money back. I haven't jumped up the fence, you feel me? As far as uh, the terminology right now. Like, I'm so lost. Yeah. As far as how that shit works. It's some Suge Knight type shit going on (laughs) in this music business. And if you don't know the business, they will take it from you like taking candy from a baby. Like, what's the worst uh, situation probably you've ever seen? You don't got to be yourself. You don't got a name dropper. Could have been your Uh, homie. When I first got to Atlanta. Yeah. Break it down. And I was getting toured around Atlanta with uh, a known record company that that was helping me start my shit. Mm -hmm. And um, the artist that was in the car, he was like, yo, are we going to get recouped for the stuff we wrote? So and so and so. The next minute, the the CEO turned around and slapped the shit out of the artist. And I was like, whoa. Then the other one, the other artist was like, man, shut up, bro. Like, we got company around. I'm the company. Me and my group was the company. Like, so, like, if you don't. You slapped the shit out of him. Buddy slapped the shit out of him. <laughs> like, don't embarrass us in front of these floor, yeah. in front of these boys that just came from, from Florida yeah. to get our services. Because if then we talk about that in the studio when you wrote the hook and got somebody else to sing it. So it when when you write a song, and I watched this yesterday on Instagram, TJ DJ, uh, he was like, "You get what you agreed upon." So if you can't get that shit on paper, and you can't get the person to agree on it, then don't even make the agreement because you're not gonna get what you want. Mm. You're not gonna get what you want. <laughs> so you would rather, at this point in age, most of the beats and. Engineering stuff that you do, do you do it kind of by uh, verbal agreements or signed contracts? I got split sheets. Yeah, um, what does that mean? A split sheet is okay. If I did you a beat, okay, you only can sell ten thousand copies, um, and we have to go back to the contract, or you can only can. Yeah, it's a limitation. Yeah. So as soon as no, you start split, making crazy money, that's I don't want to say split sheets or limitation. It's all about what we agree on the split sheet. Yeah. So if you got unlimited licensing or unlimited, um, uh, what's the word for it? exclusive? We got like, exclusive um, rights. Yeah, exclusive rights. So if if I say you gave me a thousand dollars, I'm gonna give you exclusive rights to this. This is unlimited, unlimited, unlimited for sales, mm-hmm. unlimited this, unlimited. Yeah, that promotion. means you pretty much own the record. You damn there own it. Thousand. You own it and I own it. Because 
if I was Sky Storch, I'm not going to give you my 50% that I get. I'm an ASCAP member and a publisher. I get I get paid every three months for anything being online or anywhere on the radio, TV. So you would damn, if this is a big-ass beat and you know it's a hit, you're not going to sell your exclusives. Mm-hmm. Or if you do sell exclusives, you're not going to sell your publishing yeah. that's tied into the beat because you're getting that. And you can pass that to your family, to your kids, and he can pass that to his kid because mm-hmm. it's forever until the song is a, a a a public domain song and anybody can sample it like this sample and this beat. Yeah. Okay. So uh, that leads me to my next question, right? Um, how do you feel like the whole streaming services, Apple, title? All of that shit, Spotify. I love it. Um, yeah, what's that? What's that like uh, working with as far as being an independent artist in today's age? Man, Do you think it's fair for independent artists? If you this, know what you're doing, this shit is great. Man. I look at my account, in my TuneCore account, and check my streaming, and check my publishing account, and check my writers account. Those are three different checks, y'all. Then you logging into your BDS and your your sound scan. That's another. That's a, that's four checks. Now picture one of those songs on the billboards. Mm-hmm. Four checks from one song. From one song, four or five, six. It's some other stuff that that I gotta fill out to get another check. Mm-hmm. Picture an artist not knowing nothing, nothing about all four or five or six of those checks mm-hmm. that you're gonna get at an independent. Stand still at, That I'm in right now With no label No radio I got one radio station Playing me And I'm on Raw War Report Like So I'm not at the bottom But definitely I'm still getting money mm-hmm. For my stuff being online When I share it How much I'm sharing it How much I'm seeing The money But yeah. picture it being On the billboards Picture it being um, a little Nas X or um, Molly Cyrus is dead mm-hmm. on that side. Man, when you check that, I'm talking about you paying your mortgage with that. Depend, I would Depending love to see 50 Cent shit. Yeah, yeah. I just did somebody's uh, TuneCore account and set their stuff up and did all their stuff because I do that for a service too because people know I know how to do it. And um, my buddy down there made 3 million streams. And he has a nice artist on there. Mm-hmm. The people are waiting for the music. But, you know, you, this ain't no dream, y'all. You can have three million streams and the next minute YouTube sending you a plaque or a TuneCore or iTunes sending you a plaque. You can put it on your wall or tell the people about it. Some people ain't telling nobody about it. Mm-hmm. But you got them three million, two million streams. Yeah. That shit matters. That's a, couple, that's a nice a couple thousand. Okay. <laughs> so... All right, fair enough, man. Um, what's another question I have for you? Um, okay, yeah, I got another question for you, right? Because um, I'm from Jersey and everything, and shout out to Jersey for one. How do you feel about the studio? We ain't really get about that. Shit, this is the like studio's a, this nice. Is, this is makeshift, right? Multi million dollar man, right here. Ah, <laughs> oh, no good. Look at me, watch, watch. Y'all seeing this from the the bottom? And yeah, I don't even want to say the bottom because it definitely still looks nice in here. Yeah. But uh, yeah, this is nice, man. This is nice. I done seen some stuff in the hole in the wall. Yeah, still so. getting it popping. 
Uh, so shout out to Jersey and all that. So I bring it up like, um, I remember somebody put on the gram not too long ago, maybe months back. Like, what what year do you think Atlanta kind of topped um, hip hop culture as like the crown jewel kind of and like the main hubs as a city of Atlanta? Because you've been here long enough. Like, do you think it was early back in the day, in the early Gucci Man, Young Jeezy days? Or what do, you, do you think kind of just the new era it's, of, like, Migos, Young Thug kind of took it over the top? Because me, personally, it's hard to really say Atlanta was ruling the hip-hop industry. Um, when Master P had it. When, when No, no, even even before <laughs> Tupac had Migos it. came into the picture. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm, I'm more of the new era. This shit is kind of is, yeah. is, is, is different now. But how do you feel about it? Like when did ATL kind of take over as far as music is concerned in your eyes? Uh, ATL kind of took over when they did Laffy Taffy. They did when Charlotte Lowe did Laffy Taffy D4L. Yeah. ATL took over when Jermaine Dupri picked up that same registration with, uh, yep, in my white tee with the franchise boys and made it even a bigger registration. What know? is it? What do you mean bigger registration? That's like me having a song with Lil Boo Boo, and then I hook up with DJ Cali, and he put Future, Lil Wayne, and Jay Z on it. Mm-hmm. The same beat. It's like yeah. it's like. The, How did he do? Like I don't remember. Was it two two different in my white tees? It's like I don't get where Jermaine Dupri comes into the picture as far as yeah. That Jermaine Dupri comes in the picture when he when he acknowledged the franchise boys on. Um, is that Atlanta history? It, it, it wasn't. It wasn't white tea. It was, it was uh, lean with it. Yeah, rock with it. Yeah. Was it the remix on? Like somebody was on the remix. Yeah, Monica was on the remix. Okay. Ti was on the remix. Not Ti. It was Monica. We could look it up real quick. A couple, couple nice artists. But when you see a bunch of artists that's from different places, but they're repping Atlanta, mm-hmm. and that's what Atlanta does. They team up and. We might have went to school. We might have. Uh, they might have went to school with each other. They might have uh, rode the bus with each other. They might have uh, walked to the cannon later together. But they. Uh, oh, I think they like me. Featuring. Oh, I think they like me. The Brat and Bow Wow. That actually, yeah. that did make it a bigger yeah. record. Uh, that. Um, so you think an ATL kind of stepped it up around that era? Uh, the era of the T.I. and the Charlotte Lowe era because I don't even want to talk about that part but um, yeah. that's the era when I came yeah when um, cause when I met Charlotte Lowe and I met T.I. but I'm gonna get back to that uh, but the era when Atlanta took over I mean I heard a couple stories like like the franchise boys and um Charlotte Lowe and D4L when they were um, They had the recording studio Everybody was in the same recording studio mm-hmm. Nobody was signed so, so Just talent Just so, crazy talent I everywhere. mean if you like Boy that's a hit And you know an A&R You can damn near run out with a deal And it wouldn't be right Unless everybody has their right percentages But that's when people didn't Basically know The business side yeah. of hey this is a hit who's gonna run and talk to the A&R who's gonna say they're the CEO and Atlanta f- 
from everybody trying to build their own boat, they're still from Atlanta, so they they props each other up. Lil Baby gives props to to Gunna, even though Gunna's with with YSL. This drip, they still future is definitely working with Young Thug, even though Future and Young Thug are not signed together. Yeah, it's just bring you up. And and I seen when Future, when um Rich Homie um definitely looked out for Young Thug and put him on the projects with mm-hmm. him. At the then, time, Rich Homie was a little bigger than Young Thug. Yeah, and I and that's why I said this because like. I would be the type of artist to be like, yo, I'm big now. You brought me up. Let me put you on my record. But, you know, artists are different. And you got to be humble. And mm-hmm. it's not a lot of humble and loyal artists out here. So I like what little, I like what the baby did by putting Rich Homie on this album. Mm-hmm. And um, I play that record all the time. And um, it, it, it showed me that if you keep doing what you're doing, Somebody out there is that's that's gonna be bigger than you mm-hmm. once you on their project, mm-hmm. and you take that step higher too. Yeah, when they facts. thought you were going in the dark. Facts. Um, I got another question for you. Break down the different um, like sides of Atlanta. So the east side versus west side versus south side. What do you think are the main differences between each different part of Atlanta? Um, specifically okay. east east side and the west side. Okay. Uh. The north side, it definitely got a lot of uh, different races. Mm-hmm. I'm, um, different, a bunch of different um, Latinos, Puerto Ricans out there on the north side. It's a lot of good work out there. Uh, you can duck off on the north side. I haven't did a lot of stuff on the north side of Georgia, but I need to. Um, mm-hmm. The south side, it's uh, laid back. It's a lot of people who like to drink out there. Um... It's real kickback. It's a bunch of crips out there in the neighborhood over there on the south side. On the south side. The south side, uh, definitely blue. Definitely yeah. blue. <laughs> uh, That's definitely what I heard. Like this, um, is, this is a crip neighborhood. But for for the most of all, it's good people out there. I live out. I live on the south side now. Um, I, I, most of my life, I've been living on the, the west side of Bankhead when I moved here. Mm-hmm. Um, the west side. Is where you got um, historic houses that's not broke down, barn homes, Bankhead, Shiver Street. Mm-hmm. Barn uh, homes is destroyed. Is what I, I understand. Uh, I mean, the area is still there. They okay. should put a movie theater back there where it used to be, mm-hmm. and it was a lot of money back there. They had a movie theater back there. And the only thing on Bankhead that's big was that movie theater. Bankhead Driveway. That was before I even came to Atlanta, but I had to do my research because mm-hmm. Bankhead showed me so much love. I love Bankhead. I love the West Side. They, um, I could stand at a, a, a store and have a hundred CDs and walk walk away from the store and bless the boom and give him about ten twenty dollars or give him a couple CDs because I just sold all my CDs right here and they support me. Mm-hmm. Just like Panola on the east side, they definitely su- support you if you're out there selling CDs. But uh, the west side, they definitely cook real good food. They got a bunch of great restaurants, all the clubs popping, pretty girls, pretty, pretty girls. But they ain't going to play with you. You better be on your shit or they're going to put you out and make you look like a lame. So 
you gotta check yourself when you get your west side girl. Mm-hmm. Uh, the east side is very, uh, um, I don't want to say it's clean, but it's clean over there too. The west side, it's some clean spots on the west side too. Uh, Camelton, Camelton Road is very clean and nice out there. Get you a nice house out there. You'll be out there with Andre and Big Boy and them. Mm-hmm. But um, the east side is very nice. You got some sweet girls, uh, sweet women, beautiful women out there. Um, it's beautiful women on the west side, but it's just it's like more of uh, they're not. I can't say they ain't in the city. Cause Atlanta, the West Side is like in the city, so they city girls. They they mm-hmm. they they determine if you a hustler or a pimp. They know to put your ass out their house if you're trying to sell drugs, and they 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 can. It's a whole different world on yeah. the West Side and the East Side. The East Side is nice, um, but it get it it get gut over there. It get gut on the South Side. It get gut on the, the West Side. It's a small world. Just check yourself and make sure you know who you around and your surroundings. Okay. Because I'm from Duval, from Jacksonville, Florida. I've been here since 2006, and I've been doing something right. Okay, man. Facts, facts, facts. Um, what's next for uh, Blister Entertainer, man? What you got coming up? Like, what are what are you working on? What are your upcoming projects? Where are you performing at? What's next for you? Uh, I just did a. Uh, a couple Caribbean records um, on the um, east side with a couple artists at 3AM Studio. And um, I'm on the Sugar Fest and I'm on the um, the Jerk Fest that's coming up. Um, the dates will be up on my page and the flyers. Shout out your uh, Instagram real quick on the podcast. Okay. Um, my name is... Uh, Blitz the ENT on Instagram, B L I T Z T H E E N T. That stands for Blitz the Entertainer. I got two pages, plus I got my Inner Lab Music Group page. That's for production, and um, that's about it right there. Um, okay. Okay. Um, what's your favorite strip club? What's the best strip club in Atlanta? The best strip club, it might not be the biggest strip club, but it's on Black Hollywood. And when I say Black What is Ho- that? Black Hollywood is Bankhead. Bankhead. Zone one, Donnelly Hollowell. Um Blue Flame. It's a nice strip club. I've been there. Uh I went to three weeks ago for the first time. Man, I wanna go right now. Uh I just for the wings. <laughs> just for the I mean not even the the wings, the girls. The drinks. How much your wings there? Like twelve. They should be twelve dollars, but it's they cost twenty. It's ten dollars, ten dollars, and you getting ten pieces with the fries. I'm talking about the Asian. I forgot the name of them wings, but they're they're the famous Blue Flame wings. They sell. They even sell barbecue seafood in there. That shit is great, man. And the scrippers. You might have the double mint twins in there. You might have. I love who, it when they have the twins. twins. Or those double dose, double dose twins. Those pretty thick, two pretty thick. We had. I don't, don't want to say we rented them, but we had got them for the pool <laughs> party at the uh, the uh, when Black Ink came in. And, yeah. Um, we said pool party, and they got them to come to the party. 
they got them you know you got to pay a little service to get them pretty girls out but um yeah in the script club you might just walk in there and come in there at seven o'clock and they ain't got to pay nothing and voila and they definitely beautiful on day shift saturday they come and rack up beautiful is the the finest women coming to blue flame and magic city to rack up and um don't come in there short-handed don't come in there with, with your re-up don't come in there with your studio money <laughs> <laughs> better come in there with something that you might not see when you walk out or just don't just come in there and network with the dj just come in there and get you some wings come in there and get you a drink uh you can get your little five dollar dance or whatever but don't splurge because them girls are pretty as hell and you might want to make yourself look real good <laughs> and spend too much money. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Yeah, man. I've, I've been doing the whole uh, strip club circuit out here. Uh, Blue Flame is definitely one of the top ones. I say it's kind of it kind of reminds me of Follies but a little better. Follies mixed with like strokers or something like that. It's like, different for an artist. Yeah, yeah. Okay. For an artist... They expect money coming out your pocket all the time. Yeah. And and for a customer, just a regular customer. But um, as an artist, I don't feel like I'm a regular customer because I'm coming to bring a service too. Mm-hmm. And the scripper, the the DJ, all of them gonna respect me like I'm gonna respect them. To where it's a relationship. To where I'm not giving the DJ twenty dollars. To where I walk in on Saturday night, the hottest night. And they're playing my record mm-hmm. Or I look at my phone And I make a post on Instagram After I have made this great re- relationship With the DJ or a dancer And the next minute they say Hey Blitz I love that record That you posted Email me that now mm-hmm. And I'm finna play it That's what just happened to me like last week mm-hmm. uh, DJ Greg uh, DJ Greg uh, Yeah DJ Greg uh, Who works at the Blue Flame one of the regular uh, DJs. Mm-hmm. He heard my new song called Loose Money. He was like, email me that. I was like, that ain't even the last copy. That ain't even the last mix. Yeah. But you don't play when you got a DJ that's in a heavy rotation place and sees a bunch of tourists. You don't, you give them whatever they ask for, $20, whatever. If they ask you to email a song that ain't already done, they feel it's done. Yeah. Send it to them. <laughs> Send it to them. Cause you might not know who they might play that in front of. Next thing, I was performing with Young. I, I don't even want to say Young Jeezy, but Young Jeezy was there. The DJ played my song. Jeezy got off the stage, and I was next. Mm-hmm. And Jeezy didn't know who the hell I was, but I kept it cool. I was like, I got on top of the stage. I started dancing to my song. I was like, "Well, what's up, Jeezy?" And shook his hand. He was like, like, but you never know who you might. Yeah, Mike Epps is a fool. He will put, pull up in Blue Flame and have you roasted. Yeah, you just that man is hilarious. So yeah, actually the night I went, it uh, was the, the weekend of birthday bash here. Mike Epps, it wasn't. I don't, it wasn't any like huge celebrity there, but uh, of course you know what I'm saying. Like I, I cut the line. You feel me? I ain't about to wait in line for no fucking strip club. On some Jersey shit. You need a pass. Nah, man. Nah, man. I just cut the long line, bro. I know, but you need your membership card. Nah, man. They charged uh, $50 to to really cut the line and and to really walk in there. But I cut the longer line and shit. I fuck with Blue Flame, man. I'm going to go back soon. Um, I I might go today. (laughs) I might might go today. 
during the day how how you feel about uh daytime do you go in the daytime ever it's free it's free during the day yes it's free right now we can go up there at seven it's it's it charge they charge it eight they, they start charging seven. at eight o'clock they start charging it it's all about the main nights they'll charge early but like six you walk in there get you some wings have you a drink Sit down, get you a nice spot. But is the how's the atmosphere? Because you know what I'm saying. The atmosphere are doctors, lawyers. No, no, no. <laughs> how's the atmosphere as far as the DJ? Because out here in the strip clubs, you got not only the DJ. This ain't this ain't everywhere. You got the DJ, and you also got the dude on the mic, the, like almost like the VJ. Oh no, they don't got that during the daytime. I would assume they ain't right? got that at nighttime. I mean, at night they got that shit during the nighttime. Somebody nighttime, talking. It's the host. It's the DJ. The host. The DJ is doing it. But okay. at daytime, the DJ's chilling. He got a playlist going. Yeah. It ain't too many people in there for you to be like, yo, here's $50, play my song, unless you just want to hear your song. Yeah. If he doesn't know you, if he might know you, he'll play it. But, uh, yeah, it's good. It's 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 worth checking out during the daytime. Yeah, because even the scrippers, yeah. the sedity ones or the nice ones who work at the hospital or something after – because they're trying to get their degree or something They would work the day shift And get out of there before 7 Because you got you got The mean booties the, You got the the booty shots And you got the <laughs> the, the new Carly B Scripples You know you got the mainstream scrippers coming At night time to get yeah, that bag Yeah they gonna get that bag They yeah. gonna tweet everybody to come in there Yo come up there I'm, I'm working tonight Yeah it's just crazy it's like the rappers, the DJs, it's all competition. <laughs> yeah. Everybody want to be seen. Yeah. I got uh, one of my last questions was like, um, I saw on the gram, you know what I'm saying, uh, like you're a father, I, I'm, I'm assuming. Yeah. What's it like uh, being able to chase your music dream but also being a father? Um, how, how do you, you, you uh, kind of balance both of those kind of lanes? Uh, shit. Um, like yesterday, shoot, I'm, it's it's great. It's great being a father. I definitely want to be there and be the best father I can because my dad was there for me, and it was hard times back then for me growing up because my mom and dad was on crack. And um, for me, I I want the best for my three. And um, like yesterday, my son he had tore his damn shoes up, so I had to go get him some new shoes. Mm-hmm. And his mom was like. Well, you know, we're short on rent. And I'm like, yeah, but hey, I'm like, I, my, my kids still got to have. I don't mm-hmm. like I see myself surpass us being short on rent yeah. or, or or struggling because mm-hmm. I know that eventually this is going to break. But uh, you just got to just got to have God in your life and know you got to definitely make sure you're straight. But. I don't know. Sometimes, if 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 it, if it comes to me and my kids, it's gonna be I'm gonna do for them before me. Mm-hmm. But you know, uh, it's hard being a father out here, man. You got a lot of people telling women, um, get rid of that dude or do this, do that, and and it's not no Bill Cosby type of situation or family hustle where they say action and cut, and then the next minute. It's it's one thing, it's another. Mm-hmm. Out here, like it's it's kind of hard 
that's the problem out here. Like, it's got to be more fathers in those houses because the women can raise the, the 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 boy or the daughter, but that's not how it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to have a father and a mother, so the mama can tell the. the the baby something the daddy can tell the baby something instead of the streets teaching them everything and they might get fooled before somebody in the streets say hey man you're a good person let me teach you the right way they've been doing you the wrong way the long the whole time Mm -hmm. so i just want to be there for my kids and be in their life um regardless if i'm with their mama or uh, married with her or broke up with her long as the kids are straight I'm 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 happy. Okay, man. Do you have anything uh anything else to say, man? Any shout outs, man? No, that's probably the end of my questions, man, I have for you. Shout out three AM studio, um uh Long Live Nipsey Hustle, Long Live Shouty Low, mm-hmm. Long Live Bank Bank Road Fresh. Um uh shout out to mom my moms and pops, uh shout out to all my family in Jacksonville, Florida. Shout out to my whole Westside Bankhead family, Westside Inc. Shout out to the whole Camelton. Um, shout out to my homeboy Ribs DZ in, in California that I keep on doing back-to-back songs with. Uh, shout out to Young Dro for, 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 for believing in me and putting me on the road with him. Um, shout out to 93, 98.1 for playing me on the radio station today and every Tuesday. Um, bad girl, Sha Sha, the, the um, MC for that radio station, and Sam up there. Shout out to y'all. Shout out to War Report for having me today on this show. You already this know, is a blessing. If y'all don't know, the show gonna be on the fourth list because I'm one of the millionaires, and definitely he's definitely one of the millionaires <laughs> in this situation. And we gonna take this this situation to the next level. And um. I just want to give uh, shots out to everybody that's doing something and don't stop because you're on the rat ball, working the nine to five. Give some time for yourself if you do hair, if you play basketball, if you make music, if you sing, because that dream won't be there forever. You'll have to go ahead and be cleaning some toilets around here because you're not you're not concrete believing in what you who you are so hey man with that being said man uh we are signing off man bliss entertainer man first interview here in atlanta how was it man how 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 you feel man uh i feel great man this this interview is gonna touch everybody from zaytoven all the producers that i oh shit it's gonna it's gonna be zaytoven off the first interview yeah i said something <laughs> about my last interview uh uh pimper ken had said man what's that uh what's that uh that kind of like goofy uh producer's name and i and i said zaytoven when i was when i didn't mean to say zaytoven i was really meaning to say for real mm-hmm. but uh zaytoven yeah he stay swagged up but to pharrell and zaytoven man i fuck with y'all man i'm trying to get like y'all and no disrespect to none of the artists out there I got tracks for y'all And I got a verse, a feature, a hook Y'all let's work Work with them man, work with them man and Clap it work, up man Y'all definitely work with Raw War Report And y'all um, 
Y'all hit the lines up, man, because it's definitely going to be more major artists just this like major. This is major. This is major. This is major, man. We are signing off here, man. I'm your gracious host, man. This was Blister Entertainer. You can follow me on Twitter, War Report Radio, straight through on Instagram, War underscore Report underscore Radio. I'm Jared Adams. This is Blister. Excuse me, man. I'm Jared Adams. This is Blister Entertainer. We signing out, man. Oh, God first, too. God, keep God first, keep man. Keep God first. Amen. Peace, okay. man. Peace. Uh, <laughs> oh my God. Shoot, that ain't, that's, that's some light Because you down there. Uh...